The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Giving It Up For Less, a podcast about oversharing. How's it going? How y'all doing? I hope you're well. So excited about today's episode. This lady has her own podcast called Burning in Hell. It's amazing. She's a stand-up comedian. You probably know her from the show Summer House. Please welcome to the show, Hannah Burner. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. It is an honor and a privilege, and I already can tell it's going to be a fun one. It's listen. I can't wait. We're now we're new friends, which we're is vibing something. though. We're vibing. We're super vibing. Like the moments before this started, I was like, okay, yeah, this is my kind of girl. This is we're gonna be just fine. This is gonna be great. Uh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> but you no, know what's but- interesting? I feel like we're getting to the point in in this weird time that we're in where it's like it's almost becoming a big ask to ask somebody to get on Zoom. You know what no, I mean? You're right. At first, Zoom was like, what's this new fun thing to connect to people? And then people started to overindulge and people started to go too far and yeah. get greedy. Yeah. And then you started getting invited to like, oh, a Zoom for like my cat's birthday. Like no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Even though I do love cats. But of like course. now I am trying to prioritize a little more like what I do because one hour Zoom pods are actually, they take a bit out of you. You can't do like seven in a day. You can't. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's interesting because it's it. I know people. A lot of people have said about this. It's not a hot take, but it does require so much more energy to be on a video call all day than like phone calls. Like phone calls. I don't know. I can be like cooking. I can yeah. be doing other things. But like sitting down for like concentrated video time is starting to feel like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Imagine having like three coffee dates back to back. You'd be like, "Fuck this. I'm not. I fuck coffee. Fuck everyone. I'm not drinking coffee for a year because I'm traumatized by." I don't know. I'm also, yes. as an outgoing person, I need time to like refuel. I don't, I don't take out at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is all natural, baby. Yes. I nap. When I'm not on, I'm napping. Of course. But that's the other thing that people forget too, is like, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, I get you. As somebody who, uh, yeah, I bring a lot of energy into the things I do. I think I've forgotten that I'm like, you need to lay down. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I did a 12 hour day of like Instagram lives, video interviews, all this stuff. And th- I didn't even have time to eat. It was like, and I was like, if I, if this were real life, they would have built a lunch break into my schedule. But because I've yeah. created this bizarre, intense schedule, I'm like, you got to sit down, Ash. Yeah. You're losing your damn mind. I was just saying how we, yeah, we have to change to this new culture of like, just because you're in bed, which I am right now, currently yeah. in bed, yeah. does not mean that you're like not working and you have to factor that in. And especially as entrepreneurs, you have to realize that we are motivating ourselves. So you have to know when to unmotivate yourself and be like, we're done cut the brain off, stop brainstorming or planning or networking to shut up. Yeah. And it's easier to do that when you can just go home. But now yes. our home is our work. That's very well said, actually. That's very wise. You're right. It's, it's, it's knowing <laughs> it's, it, I'm serious. It's, it's knowing when to say like, okay, I think this is it. And I'm saying I that because I can't it. do it and I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard though. It's hard to like, I'm a bad, I have a hard time saying no in general. I don't know about you, but now I'm like, I, I, it's kind of like you don't have a choice. So you're kind of getting backed into a corner where I'm like, well, there is only so many hours in the day. Even getting off phone calls, like before you'd be like, oh, I'm going into the subway. And yep. now like you have to figure out ways. I just go, oh my God, I have another call coming in. And you just get off. You just get off, get off that shit. And the right people will stay in your life. And the ones that get offended, they weren't meant to be. And that's what I'm telling myself. But yeah, now my- I, 
I want to ask you, how do you feel about the unsolicited FaceTime calls that some people have suddenly started doing? <sighs> yeah, um, I have always had a tight circle where I like having like one, pretty much one girlfriend that I like talk to about everything. They know everything. Then I have my mom's who has her right. mom duties, who like actually cares about me um, <laughs> and will call me out of my shit where the best friend will like enable my shit. Of and course. then I like having one boy toy. Right. So those are my three. And then I like to have like a guy best friend that I can like ask for advice, but we probably low key want to fuck each other too, but he's just my yeah. friend and yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not going there. Yeah. So then when people, I call them that external friend group. Those are the people also that the second you get a little bit of fame, these external friends suddenly try to have like wifey behavior with you they're yes. checking in they want to get coffee they want I'm like you don't care about me and that's been the hardest part of me like being on a tv show and getting a little more recognition yeah imagine how many people reach out to you before a tv show in a typical week multiply that by 15 and that's just your days now yeah and it fucking sucks because I hate saying no to people but it's like I don't have the energy to have you check up on me? Yeah. I don't even, we don't care about each other. Yeah. And it's like, are they checking up on you because they care about you? Or are they checking up on you because they care about them? You know, it becomes yeah, that. Like, oh, you yeah. want to tell your friend that like, oh, I caught up with Hannah from Summer House. And it's like, cool. Shoot me a DM and that's it. So yeah. I also feel like people have to be, be socially aware right now. We're all a little crazy, but mm -hmm. just be a little socially aware and don't trap people based on just the situation that you know they they don't have an excuse necessarily to get off the phone or yeah these random FaceTime ones I don't I'm not answering I'm yeah. literally like I'm hiding from it I'm like oh my god <laughs> what do you mean if you send me a message and say hey you want to FaceTime fine but just like a, all of a sudden so-and-so wants to FaceTime I'm like that's a that I don't know maybe that's my own issue but I'm that just like no. no that gives me so much anxiety and I don't care how I look or whatever it's more like how do you get off of the call? Ugh. There's no rules. <laughs> There's no, it's the wild, wild west. There's it's no the rules. I don't like yeah. it. But I do have a, a sturdy like um, organization on my FaceTime calls right now. I typically like, I'll have a morning one with maybe like a guy I'm talking to if, if we feel it. And then I have this one guy friend who will randomly call me and he's allowed to because I can hang up on him. Like I'll literally be like, you're annoying me and I hang up. That's the kind right. of friendships I want. Right. And they don't get offended. Um, I have another friend who like I'll talk to at night and then maybe boy toy late at night. And that's what my day is. I don't want surprises. No. I don't like it. You know, it's interesting because before we started, we were going over like how my podcast is kind of like, you know, situated. And it seems that it does really respond to you because you're like, I like a schedule. This is what I do in the morning. This is what happens later. Again, I just feel like this friendship is already blooming. I like I'm it. I'm ritualistic. I'm like a cat. And yes. um, yeah, I actually just um, adopted three kittens. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. No, but the fucked up part is, is that I already have a cat. Right. I have sure. a cat named Butter. So now Butter. you have four. Oh, I have a cat named Butter. I'm living with my parents currently, and they have a cat named Clyde. Butter and Clyde fucking hate each other. We read all the stuff on how to get two cats to like each other. Apparently, it's like the most complex shit in the world. You think two cats would just be like, what's up, cat? No. They're like, if you do it wrong, one of them can ambush each other. They could lose an eye. So they hate each other. So we, as logical people, are like, let's get more. So we got three more kittens. So I'm spending my days, I wake up, pet the cats, go back to bed, 
pet the cats more, do a podcast, go to bed. And that's my days. I create content. I pet cats. And I'm single. Look, it doesn't sound like a terrible existence to me. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Thank, um, I appreciate you. Thank you. I, honestly, I love I love that the solution wasn't let's get one more cat. It was <laughs> let's get three. That's the kind of rationales that I make in life where it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Do I need four items from Taco Bell? Probably not. But I think I'm going to be happy that I did this later. Um, yeah. More is better. More is more. I yeah. say. And I, don't, I guess like we're enabling each other because I was like, should we keep all three? And my mom was like, should we? It's like a face <laughs> tattoo. It's like, if you think it's cool, I'll do it right now. Don't fucking test me. So like me and my mom are out of control. My dad just rolling his eyes, but he's playing with them still. So yeah, you know what? Life is short. If it is short. Learn. It needs more cats. I love it. Listen, yeah. I'm an animal person. I'm a cat person too. And so yeah. I, uh, I mean, look, it's a joy. My cat, my parents had seven cats for a while. Seven. Fuck so yeah. you're, you're doing well, great. So you understand the complications of their personalities and yeah. it's very nuanced. It is. And then they go, oh, but when if a cat meets a dog, they don't care. Yeah. I'm like, really? But my goal in life when I retired, like I'm from New York city. I love New York city. Bless New York city. Um, my goal in life, though, was to, like, retire on a farm just with a bunch of animals and, like, paint or, like, do something creative. Mm. I'm here. We're here yeah. now. I'm in yeah. Long Island. I'm about to start painting watercolors or some bullshit. <laughs> and probably post on my Instagram. <laughs> and everyone's going to ask me if I'm okay. And I'm going to say I'm not. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> no. Thank you for checking. I am not okay. Thank you so much. Don't call me. I don't want to talk about it. Don't. FaceTime about it. Um, no. That is hysterical. Listen, my fantasy life, and I always am like, usually, and this is one of those times too where when I get to a point of like really high stress and I just want to like cut and run, my fantasy is I move to the middle of the woods and I have 12 chihuahuas. Like that's my like go-to. Like I wear yes. a muumu, I bake yes. pies, and I'm covered in chihuahua puppies. Like that's yes. it. Like like I, so I can completely understand that There's something dream. about animals. They have such a pure energy and like yes. there's no motives and they just you just want to be there for them and you feel like you have a purpose but then I'm talking to this new guy and he's like I don't like cats and Ah. I'm like I'm like look I (laughs) there's so I have a lot of stand-up about how people there's so many fucked up things about me but the thing that pisses people off is that I like cats but (laughs) also I don't understand dog people I was recently looking at this other stand-up I think her name was Allison something fuck I forgot her name but she was just like Cat people are like, yeah, I love cats. And like, dogs are cool too, whatever. And dog people are like, I fucking hate cats. Fuck cats. All the cats should fucking die. And we're like, damn, chill out. I, I love this. I could not agree more because I was a cat person first. And the hatred is real. Like, it is real. unbelievable. I'm cool with dogs. I like dogs. Do I think they could be a little smelly and like they're a lot more work? Yes. But do I do I stop and see a dog in the street and go, I fucking hate dogs? Nobody oh. does. And if somebody says, I fucking hate dogs, you go, whoa, you're a sociopath. Like, it's yes. so, it's never said. No one says it. But the cat thing, I totally relate to you. And when I, <laughs> the many times I've been single, it's <laughs> such a, like, common thread for single heterosexual dudes. Like, it's almost like a badge of honor that they're like, I don't like cats. Like, I'm allergic. And I'm like, none of you are allergic. Any dude who's ever told me he's allergic to cats barring maybe one of them who I was like oh god this guy really is it's a lie I'm like you're just saying that because you don't like them and why do you hate them so also much? They'll, they'll all be like I had this one bad experience with this cat she scratched me I'm like dogs have eaten infants they have crushed <laughs> infant skulls in their mouth yeah 
Yeah. I also, I think cats just have terrible PR. Like I have a bit about like dogs have the puppy bowl, Marley and me, Airbud, yep. that dog yep. played basketball. Cats have the cats movie, which people said ruined their lives. So like <laughs> cats just need a new marketing strategy. Yeah. Um, but I do think animals are great during this time because they don't fucking know what's going on. And we're like, is the world ending? And they're like, pet me. And we're like, I like that. I do too. You know, I think it goes back to Lady and the Tramp. That was a movie that came out like so long ago and the cats were really the villains in that thing. And I think, and it's also very problematic now. Very um, racist. Very, very racist. Problematic. Like the whole Super thing. Super bad. Let's just, let's stop. But yeah, you're right. That, yeah. it's, I mean, the whole black cats being evil when black yeah. cats have like amazing personalities. Um, again, a little racist. So let's just move on from that all. And yeah. accepts animals in general. But yeah, I can't believe this one guy, he's like giving me shit about it. And I'm like, that's what you don't like about me? That I love an adorable animal that lowers my anxiety when I pet it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Thank you. That's that's my um, thesis. Listen, I got to ask you a one question about being single during this time. Because I got asked recently as somebody who's like been very public about my dating stories throughout the past many years. Mm-hmm. Um it, this has got to be a really difficult time, I feel like, to try and date slash meet people. Because somebody asked me, like, you know, what's your advice to single people? Do you think that they should be on apps? And I was like, it's a risk, man. Like, at the best of times, I feel like dudes are, in my experience, you know, secret families, you know, <laughs> those kinds of things. Like, I'm like, now's a really easy time for people to get real bored and be like, hey, I'm going to make a fake profile and see what happens, you know? I am just like you. Like, I'm so quick to drop a dude or like he does one thing weird and I'm like, he has a secret family in Canada for sure. <laughs> Knew it. You're not getting it past me this time, motherfucker. And he's like, sorry, I was taking a nap. But anyway. Yes. Yeah. What my... My dating's been interesting because I was on Summer House aired, the Bravo show I'm on, aired during the whole beginning of the quarantine. Right. And during it, I have a relationship, a kind of messy relationship with this guy. And America, like, I didn't know what was going to happen because he definitely wasn't perfect. I wasn't perfect. America just, like, was decided to root for us. And I'm getting (laughs) stuff in my DMs being like, I will kill myself if you guys aren't together. And we're complicated because we've never had sex, but like, long story short, we fell, we kind of fell for each other and he wasn't in a, in a like mental position. And I was like, dude, you're a hot model. I just want to fuck you. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, no, I don't want to fuck you. And then we like got to know each other and like kind of liked each other. But my whole thing was like, I don't want to date him. I don't think he's like dating material, but his whole thing was, I don't want to fuck her. I don't think, I think she's girlfriend material. And it, America could not handle the, the confusion of that. And he still calls me all the time. And he's so hot. So obviously I love his attention. I'm attracted to him. Of and course. I'm talking to other guys. And on my Instagram, I'm posting like me kissing him because I'm like promoting the show. And I love to fuck with people. And then these guys are like, but I almost feel like it's turning these guys on more because if you're dealing with these fuck boys on these apps and and they're seeing you with a fucking dude on your Instagram and you're hitting them up like, hey, what's up? They don't know what to do with you. So I'm a fuck girl. I'm a bad example <laughs> of finding love. However, New York Times, some people like to read, said that this is actually making millennials get to learn about each other more because they're forced to talk to each other. Oh, interesting. So some are saying it's a positive. For me, dating is exhausting. Yeah. I could 
I can't do this too much throughout the day. I can't be on. Yeah. And to find someone who you could be off around is even harder. Mm-hmm. So I like to talk to like one person at a time. So like right now I kind of found someone I like talking to. He doesn't live in New York. I would have never considered a guy who didn't live outside of New York before. But like we like each other. He's probably bad news, but we like to talk all the time. But there's no there's no end in sight. There's no plan in sight. No one's visiting anyone. It's just like this flirtatious fun. And then I'm like talking to some other people, but I'm like, how many people do I want to string along in this confusing time? Yeah. But yeah. also there's this funny meme that's like, if you're single right now, should we just delete this year? Like I'm staying 28. <laughs> like, do we have to add it? Like, can we just delete it? Pretend it never happened. Because it, it is like, you almost feel like you're losing a chance to meet people. But then part of me is like, wait, this could be a, a time when I actually can talk to people and not just like go after a tall dude who's going right. to ruin my life. Instead, like get to know him and realize that you hate him, you know, three weeks in instead of seven months in. For so many other reasons. Yeah, 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 totally. Dating is just collecting information about people until you eventually don't like what you've learned. So this dating virtually is a good way to just learn about people. Um, yeah. So I say go on the apps if you have the energy. If you don't, it'll just stress you out more. But I think you have a good outlook about it where you're like, hey, this is like, this is an experiment. Who knows? Like maybe this will, you know, allow me to connect with somebody or learn about somebody in, in a, in a more, you know, longer, slower way. Um, I think that people who are like, now is the time to sign up for eHarmony. I need to find my, <laughs> my soulmate. I feel like that oh. might be tough. It might be a stressful, tough thing because also people have got time. They've got time to, to really shop around. Which yeah. Is and we're human. So we want to have that connection. I've never been more horny in my life. And I'm not like the kind of person that's like, I need to fuck all the time, but it's been five or six months. Last time I've had sex. Yes. That's past the quarantine. I didn't know we were going to be quarantined. I was nobody knew. Nobody, Nobody knew. knew. Yeah. I didn't know we were going to have a countdown and I was going to have to say, actually, you didn't pressure me to say that at all. I said that myself. I was like, I didn't know I was going to have to say that. And you're like, bitch, calm down. Um, so I feel like I have, like I've been watching stuff like Love is Blind or like 90 Day Fiance, mm -hmm. where it is a, a, this new thing where it's like falling in love with people over like this long distance or just their words. But then also there's the animalistic side to me that's like, I want to know how his pheromones smell. I want to know, like, just how I feel around him because it is different. It is. It is. It just is. It's so true. Like, there's a bit, I think the other thing for me is that I'm like, I I tend, I consider myself a friendly person. I feel like I can, I can relate to a lot of people. So for me, it's like, I've gotten myself into trouble in the past, really kind of like spending a lot of time talking to somebody and then I meet them and I'm like, oh no, like this is just, it's, it's not that it's like physically I would have thought, yes, I'd be attracted to this person, but it is, it is such a chemical thing that you really don't know until you're in front of the person. And then you're fucked because this chemical thing, if you really like it, that goes away after six, seven, eight, a year, 12 months. Sure. And then you have to actually care about them. Anyway, yeah. are you single right now? I'm not. You'll appreciate this. Uh, my boyfriend and I started dating in December. So we had, were together about three months when quarantine started. We're like, are we doing this together? Guess so. So now we've been together for 12 years, which is great. <laughs> It feels, it feels like 12 It's <laughs> just, it, it has escalated. Hysterical. It has sped things to a, to a, a, a speed that is troubling. It's, no, but um, I, I love that because everyone's breaking up right now and it's because like yeah. celebrities are forced to actually be together. 
Yeah, I know. And like people are finding out stuff about like New York City. Where are you? Los Angeles. You're in Los Angeles. So New York City, it might be a little. mm, L.A. I feel like is a little more laid back. L.A. I mean, New York people don't even have time to break up. Like you'll be like, (laughs) I'm seeing this guy and like I have to sit down and like have a talk. Like breaking up takes time. People in New York are so busy. We're like, we don't have time to break up. I've literally heard so many of my friends say that. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. So now people literally have the time. To be like, yeah. oh, I don't fucking like you, which is, I think breakups are so empowering and amazing on to the next thing. But then there's those people like maybe you guys, I'm not trying to, you know, jinx or throw any manifest, but yeah. maybe that you guys realize, holy shit, we're, it's almost like reality TV, where reality TV, you're forced to face things that you didn't want to, and you're forced to make decisions you wouldn't necessarily make that fast because that's how the show rolls. And you actually get these wild connections with people. So I'm kind of, I think we, I think I'm learning a lot more about this guy that I'm talking to right now than I would have ever learned. Yeah. He would have never been FaceTiming all the time. He would have been fucking bitches in clubs. I don't know what, he, yeah. what men do. <laughs> <laughs> like what do men do? Walk dogs and like talk yep. about fucking bitches. Have sex know. in bathrooms. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's two things. Uh, no, you're right. And and for us, it's it's been great and and truly great. And I think um, it's, it's but you get to know each other. Like this is like, we've gotten to know each other so quickly and such, again, like you're saying, such a level. This would have taken years, I feel like, to again, have these conversations that it's I like, mean, I guess we're doing this. Like, I guess we're talking about this now. Do you want to be in my now. bridal party? Yeah. Do you want it? <laughs> <laughs> you're really fucking cool. Right? Come on. Um, yeah. I'm the right guy. I'll text you. <laughs> Please do. Please do. But now I really – also, people are doing these, like, dating Instagram live shows. Some people are pulling it off better than others. I didn't know about this. Yeah, this one girl, Serena Kerrigan, has been doing it, and everyone watches, and then afterwards her friends come on and, like, say what they think. My friend Andrew Collins is going to start it. Because part of me is like, fuck it. Let's, let's just go all in and do a – if you have some kind of following – do a virtual dating show and let other people at least make quality content out of your sad situation. I mean, I don't know sad, but like, it's sad. You have to fucking talk to strangers all day to find, and that's where I'm at. Yeah. And I, I, I'm thinking I might do something like that in the future if I feel, you know, lonely enough or need more quality content. Totally. Why not? Listen, you're young. Now's the time. Now's the time. Seriously. seriously. Um, so yeah, I'm interested also to see like when things start to change, what it would be like to like meet this guy I mean or meet another guy I'm talking to that's closer so right I want to keep options open but I also like I am a romantic and I want to have a strong connection with someone it's hard to have an authentic strong connection with someone when you're fucking around with like stupid messages with tons of people it's like I'd rather go all in with one than half ass 10 I agree and for me too the, oh, and I've often been challenged because I'm somebody who I'm like a one person at a time too. Anytime I've been dating, yeah. I'm like, I just want to talk to one person, whatever. And and I've always been challenged by friends and stuff that they're like, date around, whatever. And the one time I challenged myself to do it and I was talking to a bunch of guys at the same time, I fucked up. And yeah. I started I started mixing up stories. I didn't know who was what. One guy was like, I think you were, t- I think this is something for somebody else. And I'm like, no, it's not. It totally was. <laughs> like, it was just like a disaster. Like, oh I'm not God. good at it. You know, like you have your like, six or seven just like great stories that you're gonna tell over time and then you start being like fuck did I tell this one and then when you ask you don't know but my advice to girls is if you're doing that just keep play it be like I don't know is it did I tell you this or my other men like let dudes worry let them worry but my thing is I just 
I thank you. That was terrible advice, but just that I don't have an answer. <laughs> No, I, but I think that is good advice actually, because I think one of my perils was that I would always be like very, um, altruistic and trying to be nice all the time. And then it's like, you know, certainly if you're, you're dating around, I think it's fair to have a period of time where my best advice know. as a single person with dating who yeah. has not figured it out is that like, realize that you don't actually like him. <laughs> Like yeah. that is my best advice. Yeah. You do not like him in the first month. You don't fucking know him. Your hormones are all fucking berserk. If you can just understand and really convince yourself that you actually don't like him, then you'll be more yourself. You'll be more empowered and you won't freak him out in the beginning because you're being yourself. You're being normal. It's when you want to crush so bad and you convince yourself and that's when you miss all the red flags. So my new thing is like, I don't like him yet. I'm getting to know him. And he doesn't like me yet. He's getting to know me. Yeah. And let's go with that. Instead of the whole, does he like me? Does he like me? No, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't know who the fuck you are. And you've been acting weird. So <laughs> figure your shit out. <laughs> so if he did like you, then that might be a red flag as well. And, you know, I did that successfully once. Here's a fun story. So I started talking to this person and uh, he was very interesting to me very different from the normal people that I date. And I approached it this way. And this is probably one of the first times that I did that, where I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just arm's length, like whatever. I'm not going to chase you, you know, not happening. And it did, he did start to like very quickly, like really work for it and really wanted to be in contact and wanted to spend time. He like took me as his date to things. He introduced me to like two different friend groups. I was at like dinners and stuff like that. And after a few weeks of this, um, consistently, despite myself, I was like, oh, and I did really like him. Like, I, I yeah. did over time, like, really enjoy his company and I really liked him and stuff like that. And then it was a, I can't remember how long, it wasn't that long in, but it was one of those things where I was like, he has just shown so much presence and has been so interested and has introduced me to his entire life and world. I kind of made a comment about like, well, I'm not really talking to anybody else. And I wasn't saying be my boyfriend. I was yeah. literally just like, I'm not really talking to anybody else. Because at this point, I was like, if he was talking to other people, first of all, when would he have time? And second of all, that would be kind of awful because but he's been, you know. men find fucking time. Absolutely. Because, well, this is, <laughs> and this is the, this is the end of the story is yeah. he was like, whoa, that's way too much. That's way too much too fast. I can't do this. And I was like, I, but you set the pace. You set the pace, not me. And I wasn't asking you to be my boyfriend. And then I was so pissed because I was like, you know what? You duped me. I was coming into this thing just like you're saying, Hannah. I was cool as a cucumber. Yep. I was like, I don't like you. I'm going to make you work for it. I'm keeping you. You drew me in. And then as soon as I was like, okay, maybe I am interested, boom, all hell breaks guys, loose. And these games that we're playing, inevitably, if he likes you, it's going to it's gonna work. So like Absolutely. these games are just like to prevent being hurt more so yes. than to find the right guy but I like to call it mirroring where like you do what he does so what happened is you finally took a step out of mirroring it, it's mirroring or less than what he does and right. you took a step to even if you're just saying I'm not really talking to anyone else it it did not go with his version of his pace and you right. went off kilter and then he fucking scared himself. And fuck that dude. Like, you don't want someone to get that fucking scared over that. But yeah, guys don't think it's scary when they do that shit. Because girls were meant to be, like, caretakers and just down for anything. Um, and then I the follow-up to the end of this story is, uh, the punchline, really, is that he broke up with me. I mean, we weren't together, but he, like, ended things with me uh, as I was driving to a funeral. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Well, at least he could cry it out for multiple reasons. I was just like, and and on the call, he was like, it's kind of shitty that I'm doing this while you're driving to a funeral, isn't it? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, but it'll make good content on my podcast. Bye. It's going to be great. I know, right? Bye, funeral boy, because that's what you are now. Dead to me. Now you use your name with my friends anymore and your funeral boy. Thank you very much. And then the follow-up to the follow-up is is that after that, he still wanted to be friends. And when I told him, homeboy, I'm sorry, I'm not interested, he was shocked. He was like, what do you mean? And I was like, no, we're done. It's over. I don't, I have friends. I don't need a new friend. You have actual friends. I think, yeah, guys also, I had, I mean, this guy all summer, he would, my love language is quality time. Like I've been in a Mm. relationship where like, the guy wants to date me. He's with me, but he's so controlling. It's like he calls me when he wants to talk to me. He tells me when we can hang out. I could not deal with that shit. I lost my mind after six months. So the fact that this guy over the summer was just hitting me up all the time, always inviting me to hang, hang out with all his friends, FaceTiming me every night, just like giving me so much attention, but didn't want to have sex. And then found out he was fucking tons of girls, but he must have literally been fucking a girl and then FaceTiming me after. And the f- most funniest part about it was I was like, hey, bro, I have friends to FaceTime. I have comedian friends that I love just shooting the shit with. You are a male model. <laughs> I'm trying to fuck you. <laughs> but that would make him like, like me more because I yeah. was just objectifying him. And it confuses men when you objectify them. But that's why I think girls know when everyone's like, oh, is she girlfriend material? Is she not? Is he boyfriend material for you? Yes. Then put him in that part of your brain that is, you're not boyfriend material, but I'll fuck with you. Yes. But I have a clear wall up. And then there's the dudes that you want to become boyfriend material, but you shouldn't like them. And then there's the ones who you can tell straight off are boyfriend material. Absolutely. (sighs) Absolutely. That's good advice. And, you know, I also am somebody who, like, I got into a bad habit of, like, why won't this guy choose me? And it's like, you just have to choose them. It's up to you. Why are you giving oh. them that power, Lauren? You should oh. be the one to decide. The, the most, the best, to, okay, my two favorite quotes are, if it's meant to be, you cannot fuck it up. Yes. Like, unless you murder him, or like, <laughs> you cannot, unless you accidentally murder his ass, you will not fuck it up. Because I used to be like, what can I say? What's the right thing I say to make this guy see me or like me or do? No, fuck that. If you have to think about what to text him, fuck that. Like, take a break from him. Put him in your yep. back pocket. Yep. And then also, if he makes you feel crazy, he's not the one for you. Because those are the ones that you're like so deep in it. And you're like talking to your friends. And you're like, am I like do it? Like, why am I wanting to do this? Or why did I call him like that? Or why did I say that? And they're like, he's making you crazy. Yep. So like those are two things that like just knock it off. There's too many men to deal Absolutely. with ones that make you feel crazy or you feel like you can mess up, like you're walking on eggshells around him to make him like you. Yep. Absolutely. And you know me, I, don't, I can't walk on eggshells. I'm like a bull in a china shop. Oh, you and me both, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, here's what I love. I have chosen a, a theme for this episode and I'm throwing it out the window because we, we just had a half an hour of quality content. Just- There's no need. I love that you're organized with questions. Yeah. I was like, okay, so what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, I'm into this. Are you kidding me? I'll talk about dating shit and, and men and all that. I'll talk about that. That's, that's the basis of how this whole thing even started is that I'm just yeah. too open about that stuff. 
But listen, we are gonna we are gonna read a dumb lie. We're gonna go. It's dumb lies we tell, and we're gonna read a dumb lie from a listener, and we're gonna talk about it. And I put, chose this one, and I think I think you're gonna appreciate this. I think this is pretty funny. So this person writes. During college, I worked as a receptionist at a dental practice in Boston. The most exciting thing to happen during that time was that Ben Affleck once walked by the outside of the building trailed by paparazzi. Cut to 10 years later when my husband and I were hosting a neighborhood barbecue. The topic of celebrity encounters came up and I naturally wanted to impress them. So I told them that Ben Affleck used to get his teeth cleaned at the dental practice I worked at when I was in college. It also felt very important to note that he regularly kept his six-month appointments. I couldn't recall a time that he needed any dental work done when, when pressed, but these neighbors are now our good friends of ours and I'm pretty sure it's only because of my Ben Affleck lie that broke the ice I love this so much <laughs> that is so funny and fucked up right I love also that it- why does she think that they're just friends because the if they're just friends because they think that that's also absurd I think she's wrong there's no well, she way said, she said it was the icebreaker so she thinks oh, okay. that I mean it could have been something else but maybe this was just like it just so happened that this was the icebreaker Comp, like the, the the anecdote that kind of like we're like oh these I people like are interesting. I like to bring it full circle. If a friendship is meant to be, you can't fuck it up. So I'm pretty sure that if Ben Affleck did not go in, the friendship <laughs> would have happened. It just helped it. You're right. But um, also don't go walking around thinking that now people in your neighborhood are like, oh my god, she once saw Ben Affleck every six months. That's not why people are talking to you. You're overthinking no. it. Calm down. You're right. You're right. That's great advice too. Great advice. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Uh, well, what I love, I, absolutely, what I love about it is, I don't know if you ever have these moments, and it's very rare for me, but there have been a couple of times in my life where, like, it's a half-truth, right? Like, she did see, there is a memory she had in her brain where she saw him, but the, I do, that feeling where you find yourself saying something, and then you're like, that wasn't totally true. Like, why did I say that? But then you're in it, and this is a great actually, example of it going very deep. I had a moment like that the other day. This guy on FaceTiming, he does, like, Peloton. Yes. And which is fucking annoying, but like I don't come at him for that. He comes sure. at me for cats. I haven't made fun of him once with a stupid Peloton. But anyway, he loves Peloton. And I realized that these instructors are get these like followings and they get these relationships with them. Like they all have like a favorite instructor. And he said one of the girls that was his favorite instructor instructor. And I had like known of this girl for a while in New York City. She's like she's known friends and I basically just go, Oh yeah, I know her. Like we run in the same circle. Like, and my thing is, like, I think she follows me on Instagram, maybe. Or, right. like, I didn't see, think it through, but I just was like, yeah, she runs in my circle. And he goes, oh, you know her? And I'm like, I don't think we've ever met. And then he goes, so she's not in your fucking circle. And I go, yeah, but the circle's a big circle. Yeah. So we went on this weird back and forth where he was like, are you fucking lying to me to say that you know a Peloton instructor? And I'm like, no, it, you weren't supposed to dive into that. You should just, it was just more like a, I know of her, I could. And then I go, I could meet her if I wanted to meet her. And he was like, but she's not in your circle. And I go, no, she is in my circle. Like, like she knows all the people I know. And, and he just, like, couldn't comprehend it. And then we, like, went on for, like, 10 minutes of me trying to explain what I meant, being honest after the initial lie. Like, I lied and then tried to, with a lot of weird truths, defend yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's what I lied about. I love that. Um, that reminds me, and I think I have told this story on the podcast before, but it was a long time ago. I'll just tell a shortened version. But that, that reminds me very deeply of I found myself randomly, and this is a huge name drop, and it's not meant to be because, believe me, I make a fool of myself. <laughs> I found myself at Justin Timberlake's house for a Halloween party once. This was a few years ago. And <laughs> it's so surreal to begin with. And yeah. then I'm at the bar. They've set up a bar in the backyard with bartenders and stuff. 
and he's at the bar and there's nobody else and there's about two feet between us and I'm like I have to say something like I, it's his house I'm at his party like you have to break the ice like you 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 have to address the fact like if it was any like, human you would probably cool be like hey party, JT yeah. cool party <laughs> cool party but exactly I'm like what dope do you say party. like do what do you say that doesn't make you dope. look like this exactly. party's so dope. This is so lit. This party's <laughs> lit. Lit AF. But yeah, exactly. I'm like, what do I say that doesn't make me seem like that, right? So I'm like racking my brain. And then the, the, the first TV show I was on was on ABC and it was with Rebel Wilson, who's from Pitch Perfect and, and those movies. Yes. And we had, she and I uh, and some and another castmate had gone to Vegas for the iHeart music video whatever awards and yeah, backstage so i know i know backstage we had seen justin timberlake oh no don't bring back he won't remember he has no oh, idea it's it gets way worse so i say to him hey uh we met once before in vegas and i'm like oh what are you doing stop like i was like stop but it was one of those like you can't and i was like we went once before yeah. in vegas and he goes oh really i was like yeah i was there uh with my friends also, are you dressed up as something ridiculous at the, that point correct the theme of the party <laughs> was john hughes movies so you had okay. to come to dress as some as something connected to a john hughes movie i was dressed up as curly sue which is mm -hmm. kind of a weird deep cut and i thought i'll be the only curly sue i was one of 20 curly sues there was a million curly sues i was yeah but think a huge curly wig Okay, like like tattered and you're tank like, top. You fucking, we go way back, and he's like oh, suspenders. Oh. oh yeah, so dumb. So I say to him, I, I met you once before uh, in Vegas. I was there with my friend Rebel Wilson, and the truth was that in the moment <laughs> we were standing in a group, she, me, and our other friend, he walked by and started doing the like we're not worthy thing, Wayne's World thing to Rebel, and that was the extent of the of the moment. Yeah. So now I have outed some, and then he goes, "We did when? I'd remember when? When was it? What was happening? You, you know, Rebel? Said that? Oh yeah." And then he goes, "He goes, oh, you know, Rebel Wilson? You know, let me. We gotta go find my wife, Jessica. Jessica, come on, we gotta go find my wife, Jessica." And he literally leads me through this giant party to find Jessica Beale to be like, "This girl knows Rebel Wilson," which we did. Which is true. Well, that's <laughs> which is true. true. It is true. But then she just Jessica Beale just went, okay. And I was like, this is a nightmare. Wait, you what? kind of nailed Jessica Biel just now. Can you do that again? Because you nailed it. Okay. <laughs> right? Wait, so she treated JT like he's a fucking annoying husband. Well, she, she was, was just like, like, what the fuck is this? She was also, they were also dressed as like pigs, which was some deep cut from some John Hughes movie, oh. but like, like big plushy kind of costumes. Okay, well, one thing I love about this is I've got, I am um, 0.0001% as well known as Justin Timberlake. And people, if anyone comes up to me and is like, hey, I know, I don't give a fuck. I go, oh my God, I will go to the point where I will start a conversation going, have we met? We met. Like, I just assume I forgot. And people will be like, no, we didn't. And I, and I make them feel weird. Like, they're weird. I'm like, are you sure? Because I cannot stand the awkwardness of me being like, hi, I'm Hannah. And they go, we've met. And me being like, oh. I know. So I, know. I literally go around just being like, oh my God, we've met, we've met. The fact that he stopped and was like, tell me about this experience. What was it? Is so adorable of him. Yes. And that's actually oh. a great, a great exchange that I would have just been like, this party's dope. Like, yeah. <laughs> did you know Lance Bass was gay? Wild. Anyway, this party's dope. Yeah. What was it like, like back in the day though? Like, was there any clues? <laughs> um, yeah. No, you're right. At, at the end of the day, listen, it was, he was very lovely and charming and, and, and all of the above. And, and yes, it was just one of those things where what I had hoped for was maybe yeah. like, hey, we met once before. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, nice to see you. Yeah. That was what I was hoping for. You and didn't it just expect became this, like, And then, like, it's kind of annoying that you had to be standing there, like, 
when Jessica <laughs> Bale was like fucking. And then Mark- I remember, I remember being like, "How long do I stand here? Like, how long yeah. do I stay?" I was like. He's presented me to her. She's <laughs> underwhelmed, justifiably, justifiably underwhelmed. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. What do I do now? Then the follow-up to this story, which you'll love, is I was I had been drinking, but I wasn't hammered by any stretch. But it had been raining, which is odd for LA. And I was walking down this kind of like little paved hill, and I slipped and fell, and I fell literally on my ear, and I broke my ear, which I you can do. If you hit the cartilage hard enough, it will shatter. So your ear cartilage broke. Yes. Not your yes. eardrum, the cartilage. The cartilage. So there was like, oh my God, look at that gray hair. Wow, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to the other side of my head to show you. <laughs> Don't put this part oh, of the same. video out, people. Um, but it was like a line like this. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And I, I slept over at my girlfriend's house, woke up the next morning. I didn't even really think about it. I was so embarrassed. And I didn't want people to think I was like sloppy drunk because I legitimately wasn't. I'm just very clumsy and it was slippery, all of the above. Anyway. It gave me like a la-la moment. A la-la yeah. moment. <laughs> but that's like, the real la such a bad day and I fucking broke my ear and I didn't get a call back and my ear is still fucking bleeding. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I spent the night at my friend's house. I woke up the next morning and my head was glued to the pillowcase because the blood had like dried. And so we had to like, like pull the Ears pillowcase. Are fucking freaky. I don't like it's them. It's freaky. Yeah. I don't understand them. I don't like them. The best was I ended up going to the emergency room because I was like, do you get medical help for this? And they were like, we could have done something if you came in when you did it. But now <laughs> it's like, here's hoping it heals well. And then they started giving me a speech about cauliflower ear that boxers get. If you get hit in the yep. ear too many times yep. and your yep. ear gets all gross. And I was yep. terrified for like three weeks. Luckily, it did heal. It, it healed so, fine. But So now when you think of Justin Timberlake, you also think of cauliflower ear. That's correct. I, I, lo- I love it. I mean, the stories you must have in L.A. Of- it's, it, you know what? Honestly, it's so ridiculous. And I value very deeply, and this is going to sound way too self-involved, and it's truly not meant to, but I value very deeply that I got success later in life because the minimal amount of success that I had at that time yeah. was still a good, good amount of success, but it wasn't like I was like a huge, you know, whatever. And the world that you can find yourself in very easily is so wild it's bizarre oh, like yeah. you know what I mean and and again um I mean listen of course I was running in that crowd because I was impossibly charming but you know what I'm saying like it's it's odd that I was like I'm like on a I'm on a not super successful tv show which is still an accomplishment huge not not downgrading it but I'm at Justin Timberlake's house like what is this <laughs> like it's so weird it's also I will New Yorkers are very like we'd if there's a famous person, you don't give a fuck. Like you can't care. Yes. And I once, right after college, I was teaching tennis at, in this place, Shelter Island. And I had this like guy that I would teach all the time. And he had his rich friends. And one day he goes, oh, like my, my friend is coming for a lesson. And I'm like, fuck, like I don't, you know, rich people, they tell you what to do. Like I was like on call for this motherfucker. Love him to death <laughs> and he paid a lot of my bills. But like, I like, I didn't want to teach another person, but whatever. Right. Turns out, Chelsea Handler shows up who is like I Chelsea lately was like everything for me she was very inspirational her sense of humor was unlike anything I just fucking love that bitch I don't even fucking read and I've read all of her autobiographies I also don't get starstruck I don't care about celebrities I I don't give a fuck 
Yeah. This is the one girl of the whole world that I would care. And we played like a whole, like, it wasn't like I met my celebrity crush. I like spent a whole hour with her right. where I was like, where are you from? Like, I was just didn't know. And I know all the answers and you just don't know how to fucking act. I started, like, I played division one tennis and I was so nervous. I like couldn't serve. And, um, but yeah, I was just lying to act like I had no idea who she was to make her feel comfortable. And then you probably like, you just aren't yourself. So you're just totally. Yeah. So yeah, those are my lies. <laughs> I, listen, they're great. I love it. That's amazing too, because people, there's also like, people always talk about like, oh, but meeting your crush or whatever. And I'm like, meeting your like, somebody that you like really respect in that way to me is like so much bigger. It's like such a bigger moment. Like I was on, I was, now I'm just getting into name dropping, but I was at work on the Universal lot and I was talking to a group of people and then I looked and Tina Fey was walking towards me. This was like within the past six months and she was walking towards me and I was like, say something, say something, say something, say something, say something. And I was just like, hey, (laughs) she goes, hi. And then she walks and I burst into tears, just fully started to cry. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, Tina Fey said hi to me. Oh Oh my God. God. Like there were so many things I could have said. That would have been interesting. I know or better. Exactly. I like being on Bravo. The like whole thing is like, one day I might meet Andy Cohen. Right. And I he had, they put me and Paige these new or we were the new cast members last year, on Watch What Happens Live, which is like impossible to get into. Like the, it's like the hardest. It's harder than Hamilton to get into. For oh tickets. yeah. And they made us the bartenders when like another cast member was on whatever we get in and we like bought him this really expensive like baby outfit and we give it to him he has no idea who we are no idea looked like right through us very busy about to go on so I was like sure but I was like Paige he hates us he hates us then we get on he made some like remark about like me wearing a crop top in the winter and I was like I was trying I was trying to show off for you Andy like trying to flirt with him when he thinks I'm disgusting right and it just like did not go well and then I finally got asked to be on watch what happens live as a guest right before corona hit so like i the whole point of being a a, like in bravo is to go to the clubhouse and get your hair and makeup done and like wear a dress and like the crowd i'm fucking sitting where i'm sitting right now (laughs) and he comes on and i go hello mr andy mr andy what the fuck like i try to come up with something cute and i want to say mr cohen because he could take that badly like i think he's old Mr. Andy. And I remember his face kind of being like, God damn it. Okay. How's the tech looking? How's the audio? And I was just like, you fucking bitch. But then I ended up making him laugh and now we're best friends. But um, anyway, it's, you can get over it, but I totally know what you mean when like, it's like talking to a crush almost where you you don't know how to form sentences anymore. And that's why you have to remember they're, they're just people too. Oh, absolutely <laughs> we're all just people we're all just doing our best yep. we're all sitting in our underwear in beds for 12 hours a day now look yep. that's it exactly. i'm not wearing anything from the waist down why would i <laughs> um i'm kidding but yeah no it's so true and and i i love that chelsea handler story that is so something i would do too just trying to play it so cool and, and oh, no, inside and at the very end i had to like i had to have a moment and we were sitting like drinking Gatorade or something and I just turned to her after pretending I have no clue who she is asking her like the most like what do you do for a living and then I go you know I just graduated college you obviously have like a great career do you have any advice for me 
And she just looks at me and she goes, I got lucky. And she walks away. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Oh my God. Just like, I was like in restaurants, just like waiting tables, and I got lucky. And I was like, noted. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll take this with me for the rest of my life. Oh my god, that is hysterical. Yep. Um, listen, we're we're almost out of time. This I could talk to you forever. This has been such a joy. I just love it so much. Uh, the last thing we do on this show is a segment called Never Let Go, and it's grudges. Are you a grudge oh, yeah. holder traditionally? I'm Sicilian. Oh, we okay. never forget. <laughs> we never, I was gonna say, I don't even yeah, yeah. fucking like the word grudge because that's not you holding a grudge. No, I'm being smart and remembering what you've done to me. Like I don't understand. Do you hold a grudge? I don't. I don't hold anything. I I remember things yeah. that you do to me so that I'm not a fucking dumbass in the future and it happens again. Yeah. So I've hold every grudge. I will never forget. Like if you fuck me over once. I will never, if you get drunk and yell something sideways at me, I will never forget. I have so many grudges right now. I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) Oh my God. I love this so much. I love it so much. Yeah. I'm a real, I'm a, I'm a grudge holder. I, I I like that for you, it's more of like a cultural identity. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. It's in my blood. Yeah. Because yeah, everyone's like, or like they go, we forgive, but we never forget. (laughs) That's my thing. I'll forgive you. I say, okay, but we're not. Trust is everything to me. So when I when I see a side of someone's character, like I, they're telling you who they are, yeah. and it doesn't mean they're a bad person. It's just they don't like you for whatever reason, or they don't. You can't trust them for whatever reason. And I'm not. It's like dudes, like oh, you're holding a grudge. Yeah, he has a secret family who, <laughs> and he's fucking ten other girls. Yeah, I'm holding a grudge. It's justifiable. At some yes. point, it's just about having self esteem. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I should be allowed to be angry about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, I mean, I remember I hold grudges for friends that they've forgotten about. You know what I mean? Like I'll yeah, remember something. Just because they forgot doesn't mean they're not going to do it again. Actually, because they forgot, they're probably not going to learn their lesson and they're going to fucking do it again. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and I mean, also like grudges on their behalf. Like there's a guy who said something <laughs> shitty oh, to yeah. my friend in like 2004. I'm not exaggerating. 2004. I was a child and I will never forgive him. She's forgot. I brought it up to her recently. She's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, he said that shitty thing to you on the subway in 2004. She's like, I have this memory. Then they have to get mad again. I'm like, you're forgiving them when they literally disrespected you like that. And you're like, they're like, bitch, I went to therapy for years to try to overcome that. And now it's back. Yeah. Um, I'm very, because I'm a very open, honest person. So like when you hear something from me or if I say it, like it's very, it's how I feel. Yeah. And I, so when I hear something from someone else, I take it very honest and truthfully. Um, I think most recently with, with the reality show, they give you a, a show, but that's all they give you. They don't give you a marketing plan. They don't tell you how to, you know, grow your own brand, whatever. Right. So like, it's a big, I've been working very hard in quarantine. It's funny you mentioned our Instagram lives. I've been going live on Instagram every night for an hour at 10 p.m. with my best friend Paige on the show. Yeah. And I think it's cool because people are watching us on TV as best friends, but we almost give them like an in on like our FaceTime calls. And we talk about pop culture. We talk about the show. We talk about dating. We talk about we, – we make fun of it. – it's, it's called Giggly Squad where we make fun of everyone, including ourselves. Now, I love that. That's awesome. The, the way we got the name Giggly Squad is because the first – you should watch Summer House, the first yes. episode of season four. 
um, this guy Kyle who had cheated on his girlfriend and then they got engaged and there's a cheating rumor and now they're finally married and was going on this whole long speech the first night about how they're planning the wedding and how he's such a most fiancés aren't as helpful as him but he's such a great wedding planner and, and it's going on and on and Paige and I are hammered it's first night we've been drinking since three and we start giggling about something and he goes shut the fuck up over there giggly squad go join the giggly squad and he like went off that night said all these mean <laughs> things to us he like said that, like, my comedy wasn't funny and oh boy and, like he went in so I like forgave him the next day he's like I'm sorry I was being a dick and I was like it's okay now we have fucking four to five thousand people a night watching our show called giggly squad and I said <laughs> I don't forget anything. Anything. So um, that's how you win. That's how I you love win. that. It is how you win. Absolutely. Do I hold grudges? Yes. Do I still remember everything he yelled at me that night that was disrespectful and mean? Yes. Yeah. And will I do something to come back and show you that you don't fuck with me? Yes. So Giggle Squad every night at 10, tune in. I love it. I love it. I love anything that's born out of retribution. That's something yeah. that I really like. Anytime I hear a story that somebody's like, oh, I did this thing because it was getting back at somebody. I'm like, I love that. That's amazing. It also is a great name. Like he oh, nails it, it. So like <laughs> he'll pop in the chat. I go, guys, look who's here. Kyle, let's all thank him for coming up with the amazing name. Thank you, Kyle. Um, now moving on to our lives. But like, it's a great name. Oh my God. I'm trying that's to figure amazing. out. We're still put, we're trying to turn into a podcast and we're, we're thinking of, putting the audio of his voice in the beginning music where he's like, go to the squad. But I don't want him to get trouble. I don't want to get sued or anything. So I'm like figuring out, but it would be so epic. So be epic. If you could get a voice match, if you could get a a dude, you know, who could do like an impression, you could record a version of it. That's great. And then you, you, then you, you don't have to worry about paying him or whatever, or and he can't sue you. I mean, okay. Honestly, that's what we have to do. (laughs) Or can I just, like, change the audio, like, speed it up a little or slow it down a little? I bet you probably can. And is he really going to take legal action? I mean, that would actually be the best case scenario. Because then you could be like, really, buddy? Like, you're going to come after us for this? Like, he only, that's a bad look. Yeah, you know what? And it'd probably do good press for us. I like what you're thinking. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah, Um, do it. I say do it. You fuck with me, I fuck with you. That's how, that's how Sicilians are. You're going to mess with the bull. You're going to get the horns. I also, mean, listen. it's funny. Like, if it's, if it's also, I'm not one. I'm, I'm one to kind of just be like, I'm just never going to talk to you again. But if it's funny, I have to do it. And what he yes. did and what he called us was funny. And it's made for a funny show. And humor trumps all. And if you can laugh at all the bullshit, you're okay. But, yeah, with reality TV, you never know how, like, dirty people are going to get. Because it's, yeah. like, our lives out there. So, tune in. Tune in. Oh my God. I love it so much. <laughs> what a joy. Yeah. I, uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It, it, you know, Carrie Fisher once said, you know, take a broken heart and turn it into art. And I say, take an angry heart and put it, turn it into art. You know what I Our mean? Podcast. podcast yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, listen, this has been like, honestly, so fun. I love so that fun. we did not need to get to my like predetermined theme because we came up with it in the moment. And that fe- I, I think there's organic. nothing that's, that feels better than something organic than, and, and, uh, I've lost my words um we've we've knocked it out of the park that was what I was going to say can you tell all the listeners where they can follow you on social media you guys get some more quality content in your life if you like this pod you'll love burning in hell yes E-R-N it's a pun on my name where I talk to people about their demons Lauren I would love to have you on I would do it in a heartbeat 
Please. We'd have so much fun and we have yes. time, so we'll do it yes. in between my cat petting. Um, follow <laughs> me on Instagram at beingburns, B-E-I-N-G-B-E-R-N-Z, and watch Summer House. Um, we just finished, but season four is known as the best season yet, and see what you're missing. It's really good, um, shitty reality TV. Oh, I love it. Listen, I, I have a, a hole left in my heart uh, from Temptation Island, and so I know what I'm going to dive into. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Uh, thank you so much for being here. You were so hilarious. I had so much fun. The time flew so quickly. You're you're awesome, and I really do appreciate you taking the time. It was so thank fun. Thank you for having me. I, of course. And I'm excited to follow you and, you know, put you in my bridal party. Listen, also, <laughs> I want to be in that circle. You know what I mean? I want to be in the Hell circle yeah. with the Peloton the <laughs> Now I can tell so... people that I I am also in a circle with a Peloton instructor and I, I can't wait. I can't wait. That was my goal. That's my life goal right now, just be in a circle with a Peloton instructor. And things oh are going God. badly. It's not yeah, going well. Are... <laughs> I haven't worked do... out in a while. We're doing the best we can. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Giving It Up For Less. If you have a dumb lie, email me at dumblieswetell at gmail.com. Maybe I'll read it, maybe I won't, but you don't know unless you send it. So make sure to do that. And if you do listen to the podcast, like it, subscribe to it, share it. I know that that sounds like such a cliche, but those things do matter in this world. Uh, and I appreciate any support I can get. So thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Bye.